Eskom has submitted a 5.4 billion rand supplementary tariff application to the energy regulator NERSA and for the first time it has also included interest to the tune of 1.3 billion rand in the application. Now this is over and above the 27 billion rand application that Eskom made for its regulatory clearing account. So to give us more clarity on uh, exactly what is going on we're joined by um, Hasha uh, who is the general manager for regulations at ESCOM. Thank you so much for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Thank you very much for having me. Um, now, uh, first of all, Ms. Um, Tlotlalimaje, uh, please give me your surname, please. It's totally Maje. You can call me Hasha. It's a difficult one. No, no, we should endeavor to get each other's <laughs> names right. Ms. Um, Lotali uh, Maje, please, uh, firstly, what does this new supplementary tariff application actually mean? Okay, let me just clarify the context first. It's made in response to a court order that was made by the High Court in relation to the ESCOM Board's review of the first decision. So what happened was there was a revenue application for the financial year 2018-2019. That was when NASA made a 5.23% increase when ESCOM had applied for a much higher increase. And the, the ESCOM board had reviewed that decision. So, and obviously it did take a bit longer. So by the time the court judgment had been made, the year had already passed. So... What the judge had found was that NERSA did not follow its uh, regulatory rules in making this decision, and its decision was found to be irrational and unreasonable, and therefore allowed ESCOM to make the supplementary application after NERSA had made its regulatory clearing account decision. So that is the next step. Remember, first it's the revenue step, and then it is the reconciliation step, that way, as you referred in your opening statement to the 27 billion rand application that was made, and NERSA made a 13 billion rand decision in response to that. Now, after that, they were still found to be areas when NERSA did not follow its regulatory rules, and this is the 4 billion rand application that ESCOM is making for certain elements with where it was found that the decision was made unlawfully. And then we did add on the 1.3 billion or so for the interest cost, because if we had got these amounts in the year that had the decision been made lawfully, ESCOM would not have had to borrow the money and incur additional uh, interest costs. And therefore that was added on to the application. So for all of this, uh, the consumer will now have to bear the impact of a 15% tariff increase. Is that correct? No, that is not correct yet. Uh, there's, many, there's many outstanding amounts that were found by the court to be uh, a prudent costs that ESCOM has not recovered in the price increase. And, and therefore... There has been continuous delay and delay in ESCOM in uh, being able to recover through a price increase its efficient cost. So, and, and just to clarify that 
you know, these are, are, are efficient costs that ESCOM does not uh, recover through the through the consumer that uses the, the product. And, and what has happened is that ESCOM has to become more and more dependent on the taxpayer. So the bottom line, as we always say, is either the, the consumer pays or the taxpayer pays for the efficient cost. The costs don't go away if the consumer doesn't pay for them. They still are incurred and someone has to pay for them. I suspect that may be the same entity uh, that we are talking about, the consumer and uh, the taxpayer, because it is usually those who are paying who ultimately still get stuck with the burden of paying. No, there are more, unfortunately not. There are more consumers than there are taxpayers. So, and, and they're a different lot. Where, and what the research that we have undertaken is that it's best for a consumer to pay for the uh, a service that is incurred rather than being dependent generally on the taxpayer because we, we can't know exactly how much was the cost that was incurred. So, Harsha, these costs that you are talking about, um, the efficient costs, what, what exactly are those? Well, they're mainly in four categories. The one was in, in coal costs, the second was in uh, operating costs, and the other was for IPP, independent power producer costs, and a small amount for, uh, for energy efficiency costs. Okay, let, let, let's let's go. Let's go through them one by one. As far as coal costs is concerned, um, is Eskom paying the lowest amount that it possibly can at the moment for coal? Look, there is a whole elaborate process where NERSA determines what is the efficient level of the coal costs, and that's what that is what Eskom has abided by. And and yes, Eskom makes every effort to ensure that it gets the best price for the, uh, for the coal that it, it incurs. Yes, they ha- we do admit that there has been some complexities and some challenges as far as uh, corruption, et cetera, is concerned, but this is referring to the efficient cost of the coal yeah. that we are requesting to be recovered. It is, it is, uh, they are, yes, we do agree that there might be some areas that are being investigated and that would, once that has been sorted out, it would then be, be addressed as in, in future tariffs. For and how long, Ms. Totalimaje? Sorry? For how long are these investigations going on? Because, and, and, and hence I asked, it's a very simple question. Is ESCOM paying sure. the lowest possible amount that it can for cold? And listening to your answer, evidently you are not. You could be paying less for coal no. as ESCOM than you actually are paying. No, that is not the case. No, no, no. Look, it is a very complex situation in that you have different kinds of coal qualities. You have different places that the coal is re- is required. And we follow all the national treasury requirements in making sure that we get the best price for coal as and when it is needed. So that the answer is a, a definite yes. So if we undertook a research project to find out how much Eskom is actually paying and how much they could be paying, you're telling me that you will come out on the right side of the equation as Eskom? Yes, we would. I would love to have someone undertake that particular issue. The IPPs, 27 of them, was it, that um, were awarded contracts by Eskom? Mm. 
No, no. Let me just explain is that most of the IPP costs have been uh, recovered from the consumer. There is just one small amount of 101 million rand, and that is related to uh, the use of system charges that NASA did not allow. So the majority of the IPP costs have been recovered from the consumer already. So we pay in the region of, or we, and the cost for IPP is in the region of 35 to 40 billion a year. So most of that has been recovered from the consumer. It's just a small amount that has not been because NASA has a different interpretation of its methodology than the judge has. Okay, fair point. But what is the return on investment for the consumer who has paid for that? How many of those IPPs were supposed to have come online already? Oh, oh I no, I, I, I think this, this is talking about the eighteen nineteen financial year, and it's not got to do with future IPP projects. I, I'm really not the expert to talk about those IPP projects. I can't really comment on that. So ultimately, what does this mean in terms of the tariff increase on the consumer, this application that you've yes. made? Yes, so we've made the application to NERSA. NERSA, it seems, is going on a consultation process, and then it would make its decision, and then it would decide in terms of the law as to how best to implement any tariff increase. So it, it, it's, uh, we don't know exactly when that's going to happen and how it's going to happen, as yes, it would be a NASA decision to be made. Well, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much. Uh, that was General Manager of Regulations at ESCOM, uh, Hasha Tlotalimaje. Uh, and uh, she, of course, um, explaining to us there what exactly this uh, supplementary tariff application to NERSA entails. And here, I, I'd love to hear your views before I tell you mine on this whole ESCOM debacle, because it's a lot of money that's being spent. And where is the return on investment for the taxpayer, you know, and, and, and I really, I wish there is someone out there who would undertake that research project to find out if ESCOM is indeed paying the lowest possible amount that they can in the market for coal, or are we simply having to just carry the burden and the cost of whatever um, administrative issues are happening there, if there's inefficiency happening, do we just continue to carry this can for ESCOM? Because remember, ESCOM, as we know now, uh, as is the subject of uh, discussion at the State Capture Commission of Inquiry, actually, you know, was doling out money left, right and center to entities that were not worthy. And in the end of the day, it's not recovered and the taxpayer is saddled somehow with that. And again, the taxpayer, the consumer, we're not the same people. I don't know.